that's when parents will be prayed for. I'm released off white to the ankles. I'm in the places that you can't go. Don see me go in the same road. I swear parents will be prayed for. I need Casablanca by the case low. Bitches in the mangoes. I'm a model now, baby. Got the face for it.
Something to say, well, fuck them. Same guys was mighty till they got the ducking. We got the pucks and we chucking. They playing chicken, we clucking. I'm Colonel Sanders to you motherfuckers. Niggas trash and we dumping. I've been rapping and fucking. He sits five, I'm a munchkin. And we speed to the disco. This car came with a driver. I'm in the back playing fronting. I ain't crying, the winner's flying. Stop making assumptions. I ain't lying to nothing. Yes, I'm is. I'm so happy. I turn nothing to something. Skin glowing. My head napping. My health good. My mama good. My niggas too. When they only want to have good times like Josh Safdie. We eat good. Long way from Mackey's Burgers. Long way from that Metro bus taxi service. Long way local gangs tried to tax a Dermot. We were running till our motherfucking backs was burning. But anyway, the short, short, and the socks hot, and the emerald shining, them GQs, and them pop pies, and I spy with my private eye that you tried. You cannot pull this look off, niggas. I swear, here is what we pray for. Unrelease all flight to the ankles. I'm in the places that you can't go. Don't see me go in the same road. I swear, here is what we pray for. I need Casablanca by the case Silks with the oranges in the mangoes. I'm a model now, baby, got the face for it. I swear, Paris, what we pray for. Too high indeed, too high indeed, and who was that that was just playing? That was West Side Gun, and that was track 327 off of the album Parish What We Prayed For. Go ahead and check that shit out. It's not too new, but it's not too old either. Thank you for going ahead and tuning on in. I am your host, Famous Amos, and you are tuning in to the Block Is Hot podcast. And here with me today, I have my uh, co-host. Yo, it's Tim Redhose. You guys already know. Tim the Who, a.k.a. Plotho Got Stacks, a.k.a. George Hooney and Hooneyus Ferg the Third, a.k.a. Clean Comedy Brother Number Two, and Young Sweet Rider of the Pussy Flavor. I don't think I like that one actually. We could we could we could edit that one out. No edits, no cuts. I completely forgot my AKA, so let me go ahead and drop those for you one time <laughs> for the one time. I am your host, famous Samus. AKA Soul Brother number three. AKA your mother's last mistake. AKA he went that way. AKA Billy Bordeaux. And last but not least, Pinky. Actually, I want to add one to mine. Go ahead I and add one. It's be, never too late. You'll never find a hairline like mine. I'm not sure if that's an AKA so much as just like a sing-song quote. But I, I feel like that I, might I have been an insult to yourself. <laughs> I'm always insulting myself. I'm I'm the I'm my favorite subject to attack. I mean, that's that's pretty good. For a stand-up comedian, know that you always have, you know, jokes on deck for yourself. Jokes on jokes on jokes. I look like one of the rock sperms. You ever think about, like, the, like, you know, potentially what your future as a comic could be? You know, do you ever think about you to yourself, like, damn, man, could I be that next Dave Chappelle? Or, you know, you know, where it's just like I'm a legendary goat. Could I be that next 
Kevin Hart where I'm just in all these movies and I got to have the cleanest image? Or do you think that you could just be that guy that's just strung out on drugs and just doing comedy in the gutter? Smells like poop. Not poop on him. It <laughs> smells like poop. <laughs> This smells like poop. No, I definitely don't have like that high of goals set for myself, but I'm definitely not going to let myself fall that low. I mean, I'm really hoping that um, once I get discovered and pop that like my voice takes me places and I'm able to do like a lot of like voiceovers. Speaking of which, I am in like the works of creating a stick figure uh, cartoon. Ah. Hope I'm Nice. I'm hoping to be able to release that. It's going to be like five, ten minute segments. Not really sure. Hoping to release that like sub- come September. Ah, you're starting to get into the, animated, the animating world. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's all done by myself and um the and my girlfriend. So like the animation probably isn't going to be the best. But so far, I feel very confident in what we've been writing like so far the storyline character development for me that's like the most fun part i think the animating part i'm not going to care too much because it's going to be more of how much time i have to work on the skill but i know as far as like uh the whole like doing the voice acting that's the part that i'm really excited for Mm, yeah you know no definitely hold on on one second uh roommates are home well Fuck this nigga and his roommates. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I like the airflow I was getting. I had to turn my fan and AC off so I like I could come in clear and whatnot. So I like, left my door open, but whatever. Yeah, actually, it does sound pretty clear. It sounds a lot better than the last few episodes. But uh, yeah, man, I was, always yeah, I was, I was running my AC. Gets <laughs> hot in this bitch. Yeah, I mean, because I, I have my uh, my personal goals, you know, that I'm working towards right now and working on projects and, you know, designing different things. But uh, as far as for your stand-up career, I was, I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, do you think that everything you've done in comedy right now, for the most part, has been paving the way for something greater? Or just as Honestly. Or like another chapter in life? Uh, it's going to be greater. I could already tell. Like, I don't want to sound like full of myself or anything, but honestly, I give it up to like the, the, my group. Like I've, I have like uh two, I, I would say I have two very strong groups of friends of comics where like, we all know each other, but like they're separate groups as far as I could tell, because like they don't move in the same ways, but like both sides are getting booked here and there and like we're pretty much paving it for each other and like i feel like that is giving me a lot more confidence moving into the future because it's at first it's like well no matter what it's always solo dolo but it doesn't feel like i'm just lone wolfing it anymore and even like the other comics that i come into contact with that like we exchange information and like we actually click it's one of those things where I'm, I, I, I'm kind of starting to see it. I'm seeing it all form in the, in, in the, I'm starting to see it all form. Like I'm, I'm bumping shoulders with like guys that are making like 35 grand a weekend, just doing six shows in that weekend. Like, and, and it feels good to know that like my stuff is substantial in the same room with them. Nice. Nice. You know, the reason I'm, I mean, 
I just want to hop right into it because, I mean, I've had something that I wanted to address but didn't want to, you know, fully, you know, top on it because I feel like this is the industry as itself is very toxic. And, you know, mm -hmm. given the media age that we're in, even the people that cover this information can be very toxic and unforgiving. And, you know, when you look back at your career now, do you think you've had it squeaky clean or do you think you've made some errors along the way that could potentially harm you down the road? You know, everyone has some skeletons in their mm -hmm. closet, you know, were you an asshole at a party and cussed out the wrong person, you know, were you, uh, were you too drunk and, you know, were sloppy and just, you know, falling all over the place, uh, I was you definitely, set, you know, gotcha. I, I mean, not so much since I, well, mm, since doing comedy, there was that one time that I regret so much. I think that's what kind of stopped me from drinking as much before I get on stage. And it was the one um, show that I bought tickets for Sam for. I remember because, because I, I bought tickets for him, he like shot me $20 and all I could drink the whole night. And I got stupid drunk. And like that's so... I won't say I regret it because if anything, I learned like a very important lesson from that, which is like, just stop getting shit faced before you go on stage. I'm not Ron White. I can't just slam back a bunch of cognacs and still be standing strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of it was a learning experience for you, but then it's also a double learning experience because it's like one of those things where you may have learned, you know, definitely you learned to limit where you can consume and go on stage, but then also that may have been like a test from Sam. Like, let me give this guy basically, mm -hmm. you know, entry and unlimited drinks. Let me see how he takes that. Is he going to get stupid shit faced or is he just going to have a few drinks? You know, I, cause he might go up to you like, Hey, I gave you unlimited alcohol. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm good. This is business right now. You know, maybe once mm -hmm. I'm off stage, mm -hmm. you know, then I'll start going to pound town. But you know, so I mean, that's good that you saw that. Cause, um, for those of the, yeah, I, I walked into that bitch lit. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> uh. i was just getting into that um for two reasons mm -hmm. the first one is going to be the the more important one of the one that i really want to discuss with you and your opinion on it because i i do have my own opinion um it's a situation with chris delia uh chris delia oof now i want to really get your take wrong. on it um because my stance is once you turn 18, it's like anything under that is just off limits. Of course, you know, we don't got to say anything. And what he did wasn't illegal. It was it's just mm. like it's skating on that thin ice and kind of teetering on what could potentially get you caught up, which is, of course, jailbait. Now, yeah, with that, it's being, scumbaggery. With that being said. Let me get your hot take before I start picking your brain apart. Mm -hmm. Well. Me personally, I, I'm not attracted. Well, I shouldn't say that. But generally, I'm not attracted to the 18-year-old woman. For one, I, I feel like the conversation isn't like too, it's too far apart. Like, that's a 10-year difference for me. Who knows? I guess some people are into shit like that. But generally, I also feel like 18 is just getting way too low. Like, that's... I mean, I forgot who I was listening to, but like they're saying that 18 is barely legal. That must make 17 barely illegal. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where, like, just for me, I try to stay away from that. I like I like 21 and up so far. But even once you get down to, like, 21, it's still, like, a pretty big age gap, eight years. So it's, like, not much to relate on. That's kind of my take on it. But, like, as far as the Chris uh, D'Elia situation, yeah, he didn't do anything illegal. And I feel like, I mean, I said scumbag earlier, but it's really not because it's, it is in that legal realm. And as long as it's consensual, you know, it's, it's should be cool, but it's kind of fucked up that these girls who seem to be into it. And then even when he did find out that they were too young, he's like, Oh, never mind, You know? So that right there shows you what it is. And then there's one of them that uh once she turned 21 last year she hit him back up like hey guess who's 21 now and he went ahead he didn't DTF in, it, in the same message you know yeah exactly and like he didn't reply back which i think is a good move on his part because like, it shows that I know, he's not grooming you know exactly exactly especially like uh there's because there's there's those um big figures that you know were grooming like what who was that one dude uh elvis jeffrey was Epstein? i wouldn't know jeffrey <laughs> Epstein was he, was actually, doing, he was doing a lot more than just grooming but you yeah know. but what was the one dude that ended up adopting an asian daughter and then once she became of age she married her it was a, a jew comedian back in the day with glasses i forgot his name um mel brooks not mel brooks is something i think something with a w he fought a kangaroo once yeah i can't i can't speak to that then i know one of like one of our viewers is probably screaming the fucking name at us right now like you fucking moron you don't know their name it's like it was george (laughs) (laughs) remember the nigga james the the nigga james it was the nigga james Actually, like I, I found it, like apparently they're coming at uh, Joey Diaz also now. Well, then that's what I, that's what I kind of wanted to get your opinion on because it seems like there was a lot of people, not within that community circle, like a comedy mm-hmm. circle, and just that things you know that that's a tight crew. But just it seemed like on Twitter there was a bunch of people that you know were giving Chris D'Elia a lot of shit, or at least mm-hmm. trying to already paint him as something that he wasn't before mm-hmm. it was even brought to light like that's why mm-hmm. i didn't post anything about it i didn't make anything on our page known about the crystalia situation until mm-hmm. more evidence came out because i really yeah. like crystalia and Same. You know, so i know there's a personal bias to it you know like i followed his career for a little bit and just like mm-hmm. not not like super hard but just like when i started seeing him getting traction i was like this guy's funny like you know just something about yeah. his style and his comedic pause that you know resonated mm-hmm. with me so when I saw it, I was like, I don't know, this guy doesn't seem like he would. But then, you know, on that show, you, he played a pedophile. On that yes. other show, he kind of played a creep pedophile. So it's, just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like maybe that was like the winking at us from Hollywood. Yeah. Like, hey, I can't <laughs> tell you that I am, but I can tell you that I am. Like Exactly. Then, but then once I came play this role well. Yeah, exactly. It's like when then once I saw the actual communication come out and I saw what the messages were, it's like, okay, he's just one of those dudes, which to me is still creepy nonetheless. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, and this is this is just it, it goes how it goes. Everyone's going to uh, have a different opinion. And I know um, even our listeners, I would love to hear in the comment section 
of this video or even just, you know, comment on our last post. To me, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to call a woman not beautiful. You know, I can look at an 18 year old girl and say, oh, it's a beautiful chick. But as mm -hmm. far as being sexually attractive, it's not really there because it's still too young. Mm -hmm. And with me, mm -hmm. I'm really only attracted to chicks within about a five to six year age range. So I'm 28 right mm -hmm. now. Like if I saw a girl that lose 21, it's like even then it's like, OK, you're too young. That's seven mm. years difference. We really don't relate to much. Like we probably don't even have the same like genre of music interests and stuff. Like we mm. can probably be cool and friends and like maybe like I'd have to actually try to like put in work. But like as far as thinking like, nah, like I wouldn't try to actively date someone that's like that mm. much younger than me. So when I look at Chris D'Elia's situation, I just see him as him as one of those dudes that like he probably watches a lot of barely legal porn. You know, mm -hmm. he's one of those dudes. <laughs> and then like, like, and, and to me, that's just a fucked up concept. Like I'm yeah. watching barely. So that means, oh, I kind of want to see the illegal shit, but I really don't want to get in trouble with the government. Yeah, kind of <laughs> into Lolita or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like, can see that. I always, like for me, when I look at a woman, like, I don't know, there's something about, I look at the, the, the forehead wrinkles. That's what I kind of try to spot. And like, I see like can't do how that. developed. I gotta stop you right there on that one. You can't use that forehead wrinkle like a tree method, nigga. Cause the thing is, cause like, all right, picture this Asian chicks. I like them scarred. Asian, Asian I chicks, like them scarred. Uh, you know, black chicks, uh, mm. some Hispanic chicks and mm. like, Really, people with melanin and color, they don't get those same deep forehead wrinkles, but white girls, mm. what I notice, mm. it's either they get them and they're super deep, or they're one mm. of the girls that don't, or they get Botox. And I've learned yeah. through my sister and I her friends that, that Botox is so much more common than I thought. Botox, yeah, so lip yeah, lip injections too. Lip injections too. And I, I, I don't approve. I'm I'm not a fan of lip <laughs> injections. If you're gonna do Botox, I guess because I heard Botox really doesn't have like negative effects, so to uh -huh. say, unless you hit a nerve. But then like, yo, that's like a risk of like rolling the dice. But there are some that take it way too far. Where it's like, ooh, you should have left that alone. <laughs> like, and I, I realize with age, I'm starting to mature more. I think mm -hmm. now again, this is this all doesn't come to you know what I think looks good and is appropriate, but it's like, to me, I'm no longer into fake tits and asses. It's like, none of that stuff is attractive to me like, at all. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, that girl looks good. I know her tits mm -hmm. are fake, but it's like, I'm not gonna say she's not beautiful, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like, I wouldn't wanna ever date a girl with fake tits or fake ass. I would never do fake ass. I can do fake titties. Nah. I, I, don't, mind. I don't mind the boobies. I feel like it's just because, um, They've always been around, and I just know that they're out there, and it doesn't. That's one of the ones that doesn't bother me, unless, of course, once again, it's overdone. I hate overdone shit. It's like you should have just left it alone if you're going to like if you're five two, weigh a hundred and ten pounds, and you have double D's. It's knock that knock that shit off. I know you're lying to us. No, go ahead, get get some C's. You'll look perfect with C's, but don't go like fucking. I don't go ham with it. Now, my question to you is, like, 
And I, I think I know the answer, but I'm still going to ask you these series of questions because it's a fucking podcast, you know, we need, we need content. Mm-hmm. Which also, you know, shout out to the listeners, you know, everyone that tunes in week to week, everyone that tells their friends and shares. I just want to let you guys know that we do this for you, you know? Yeah, this, thanks this for your, putting up with our bullshit. It's your podcast, not just ours. <laughs> but, okay, so have you felt fake titties? And known that I could just like... like, like because I've yeah, had multiple have. times where like it's it's been like, oh, I've been at a strip club. Oh, this is my first time feeling fake titties. And I've had girls be like, hi, I have fake titties. Feel my fake titties because yeah. I just bought them. And it's like, oh, this is creepy, but. Yeah. So, no, yeah, definitely two casual feelings of some fake titties. There's a girl I dated that got fake titties. They're way too big. I felt them. Uh, they felt all right. But since I knew what her original titties felt like, it was kind of like, uh, your original titties felt better. And then there's another girl that I, I met that that had a moderate boob job done. Her titties actually, I completely did not know they were fake until she told me. And she was like, yeah, fill them. And honestly, I couldn't really tell a difference. And then there's also a, a time, well, couple of times that I went to a strip club, just a few times I went to a strip club where the chick had fake titties. It was obvious because like they're small Asian women and like they got these big old fake boobies where, I mean, they're, they're all right. They looked fake though. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's cool to look at, maybe cool to touch, but that's not what you want to roll <laughs> over to and wake up to every day. And the thing is also yeah, because I, I have someone who shall not be named but uh you know his girl just had her boob implants taken out do i know this person no you don't know this person okay but and i and like it just kind of hit me one day on accident like you know because it's like yeah like took them out it's the homie's girl so i'm not staring at her tits but you can tell when someone you know when they look nice when they're when they fill out their shirt is what i'm saying you know you can tell when someone fills out a shirt and it's like okay cool and she made a comment uh when i was uh you know, we were working on my car, and I was like, oh, you're getting your tits, breasts taken out? Like, I didn't really think you had fake tits, but, you know, whatever. Like, once you said that, now I know you have fake tits. And then I was up, uh, you know, I went to the homie's house, and, you know, we're having some beers, kicking it. And she can't, she comes over, and, like, she's wearing a sundress, and it's like, I see the way that the sundress kind of falls. And... Uh-huh. It doesn't look as lovely as you know <laughs> as other as other women oh and i was just like oh wow like you really had implants like damn like you she downgraded like super downgraded like almost like an a oh wow no, yeah, I feel like if a woman has, like, some, like, I feel more like maybe, not so much implants, but maybe, like, uh... And I might be, and I, I'm, is, I'm not the best, you know, breastis cis measurer, <laughs> but all I'm saying is they went uh, dramatically down, and the funny thing yeah. is, the homie made a comment, like, when she wasn't around, like, before she was gonna do his I was like, it's like, man, I'm just gonna fucking spend these next few days staring at my girl's tits. She's getting her fucking implants taken out. And I started dying. And then now that I think about it, it's like, man, like, that's such a dramatic thing. Like, 
if your girl like yeah. like uh, i mean again that's what i'm saying like you gotta love someone for who they are but when you have something yeah. that you came into the relationship knowing and then you find out that yeah. oh, you're taking them out it's like oh <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm i am a personal fan of uh the breast lift though like some some women have like some saggy titties and like i you know get them get them boys whipped up and in, into brand new shape dead ass they don't have to look they have to look beat up for the rest of your life the only plastic surgery that i support is when women want to do the whole mommy makeover thing you know get a little tummy tuck breast lift you know i mean if they if they just had four of your kids you know let them have some work done you know make them make sure that they feel good because that's a, that can be a part of like postpartum and Snap shit like you know and it's a fucked up thing but i've always create i've always considered the uh the woman a phoenix she destroys her body to give birth to something new and beautiful. I I could agree with that. And I, as I, fucked up I, as I it kinda... may sound, and to our well, like two percent female listeners out there, I think you might agree. Like, because think about it, they always talk about oh you can possibly tear your vagina. Oh, after breastfeeding, your tits are never the same. So it sounds like you're literally tearing down your body yeah. to give life to the next to your future. Like just like the phoenix dies and rises again from the ashes, like. Women bro. are the phoenix, bro, 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 bro. I just found out women's uteruses could fall out of them. Wait, what? Yeah, like a prolapsed anus. Essentially, like the the shit that like the baby gets carried in. If I don't know how, but it could just fall out of their vagina. I guess it just shows that I did not pay attention during like a lot of parts of human biology and sex education. I don't think they I taught did. us that on purpose. Uh, like they probably didn't, because <laughs> that shit's scary. Yeah, that, imagine that... if one of your nuts just spat out of your dick. I'd cry, dude. The first time I pissed blood, I cried for a little bit. I got really panicked. And then I, I, had to, I had to Google like what like what would happen, and it was because like I took a really really strong hit in football, and apparently uh, like when you get like hit in like I think it's like your liver or something really hard, liver and kidneys. Either, yeah, yeah, you'll start you'll, you'll pee a little bit of blood, and it's yeah. weird because like it wasn't like necessarily like the darkest of color, but it kind of mm -hmm. had like a little streak in it. Like it was weird. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was, and then once that happened, I was like, you should, like, no man should ever see blood come out of his penis, ever. Yeah, I remember when I pissed blood. I remember it was coming out, and I saw the red color, and, like, in my, I, was, I, I just smoked weed. I remember as I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? I haven't drank Hawaiian Punch in a long time. I bet that's why my piss is coming out red. What the fuck? That's not how it works. That's not, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then a blood clot came out, and then I was like, Oh my god, and I almost passed out right there. But like I ended up going to the doctor and they were pretty much like, yeah, you're cool. I think what it had to do with was uh my heavy drinking that I was doing. Like I was drinking really really heavy. Honestly, and that's getting very little sleep. Probably like terrifying. 4 hours a night. That's terrifying, yeah. bro. Yeah, that shit's Ooh, it, 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 you'll pray for Jesus. If you're not a religious person, you turn religious instantly. You're just like, oh, God, please don't let me die right now. Please let me be able to keep my junk. God, please. I, I, I need answers from you because, like, nobody, I feel like maybe it's our, our, our father's fault for, like, 
not teaching their their sons <laughs> what to do in that situation that's one of those things that nobody tells you what to do no one wants to talk about that tim like if it wasn't for my dad my dad always told me as a kid growing up and this may sound weird to some people in 2020 but he always said hey whenever you check go to the shower you know ever so often well like while you're in there you gotta like you gotta play with the balls like to see Mm -hmm. you gotta check for lumps gotta do all that so i've always been sure like it's never and he said he's like and if anything other than pee comes out you let me know (laughs) and then he said if you're sexually active you use a rubber like i got my condom showed to me at like in third grade my dad's like oh my sister's getting the talk might as well do a twofer come on in here little nigga we're talking about sex birds and the bees that shit was so fucked up but he kept it so real and honestly like i feel like he scared the shit out of me when it came to sex like mm-hmm. i was so scared about sex and it was honestly on some boys in the hood shit where it wasn't about like the act of sex it was just like the fact that it can only take one time to potentially father a son if your pullout game ain't strong and like you just accidentally like a little bit like a little squirt gets out like yeah that shit's crazy. Yeah, all my bitches take kickboxing lessons. That's, That's all cool. That's cool to say, but as a third grader, I'm just like, you mean I could do this one act one time, and all of a sudden just my life and dreams are over? Yes. <laughs> it was uh, funny. My, my girlfriend was telling me about her son, and he was asking about babies and where they come from. He's five years old. So she's not ready to have the talk with him. But she kind of like did like a little like breakdown of it and like was telling him how like women have babies and they have to get pregnant. And then like he, I guess he was just confused. And so he was like, wait, so you're going to have my baby? <laughs> and just like, no, no, no. And then she's like, no, what? let's just put a pin in it. We'll talk about this later on in life when like it, the time is right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's an awkward one that you don't want to give too much information because the, it's a young mind and then you're going to end up spoiling it. I feel like it's something where, you know, you, I don't know. Like I, I've thought about that. How would I break down the birds and the bees to my future kid? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like I would just leave it with enough hints. And then it, I would say it's like every year, from like the first time he asked it, I'll say every year on your birthday, we'll have this conversation. So that way hmm. every year he gets a little bit older and then every year I give a little bit more and a little I bit more. That. And then by the time that I think he's ready, do what my dad did to, me, did to me, you know? Here's what a condom is. What's a condom? Hmm. Well, this is what you use when you have sex. What's sex? Well, that's where, how you make a baby. What? Yeah. And then I got to break down a little bit of biology. And then I got to break down the mm-hmm. nine month cycle. And then I got to show him that movie, um, Who's Talking Now. And then there's like some shit, you know, some shit I got to throw in the works, you know? Like, yeah. I got to start, yeah. I got to use a little bit of film, a little bit of cinema. Hopefully, Big Mouth's <laughs> open out by then, you know? Like, <laughs> I would just like, here, this is how I learned. Watch Two Girls, One Cup. Oh my God. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Uh, a little crash course in making love. Nah, dude. That no, it's actually kind of fucked up. I don't think I uh, received the birds and bees talk from my parents. I had to just kind of figure it out on my own. I think I always, I kind of always knew though. Like I, I picked up enough. 
at a young age and then school taught some. So I just kind of picked it up on my own. And then maybe that's why I'm kind of fucked up. Uh, potentially and then also I got touched a couple of times as a kid. Wait, what? Yeah, we could just keep going. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Don't want to talk about that on this podcast. Not today. Maybe one day I'll talk more openly about that. But it's something that I've been coming more to terms with and be- being more comfortable, like, putting out there. Well, because, speaking I mean, of coming to terms with it, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein's confidant, uh, Guy Ghislaine, Ghislaine, I was scared. Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested on sex abuse charges. Yeah, I'm actually very excited about that. I think, how much do you want to bet she's going she's going to die soon? What's the over and under, you think? Let's see. Weeks. Let's talk weeks. Let's talk weeks here. I'm talking about, I'm talking about 14, oh, talking about 1422. When does, <laughs> 14 over, she... 22 under. <sighs> When she, does she, she commit suicide? Yeah. When does she go? When when does she go into custody? Is she already in custody? Um, is that, is that known or is she not in custody? I yet? believe so. She's in custody. Oh shit! They got her. They got you know. Honestly, I want to say she's going to be suicided within two weeks, but I think they might let her live. And it's from the charges they're dating from at least 1994 to 1997. Oh shit, they're gonna kill that bitch. <laughs> that's so, when Clinton was in presidency. That's what, and yeah, I mean, what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you think is gonna be the real life, you know, possibility that she might, you know, commit suicide? Man, honestly, if I have to, if I have to be real, I don't think they're going. She's gonna commit suicide. But I don't think she's going to release any uh, further information. Something's going to happen. She's not going to give the full story. She's probably going to take a lot of blame on herself or put it all on Epstein since he's already dead. I think you she's know? going to play ball. She's going to play ball. Yes. And she's basically going to make it so. She's going to make it so essentially they have no case. And they're going to yes. make uh, Jeffrey Epstein's suicide seem like he really was a sick man. Because mm-hmm. since since this was his confidant, she'll be able to testify and say, you know, Jeffrey was really depressed. He wasn't as he seemed. He dealt with demons. You know, mm-hmm. this was all wrong, you know. And, yeah. buy that. and then probably make up some type of crazy, you know, confession or something that makes everything else seem like it, it, it you know, fits the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they can't kill her because if they kill her, that's going to be way too obvious. Both of them just happen to commit suicide while they're in police custody. No, nah, they can't have that. Who knows? Actually, I really hope they they do suicide her. I think that sh- like that shit will be astronomical. That would be so fucking cool. Like, I mean, that kind of sucks that like that happened, but like. Just to see that in real life, that'll be just like the well, the truth is out. I just feel like there's been point. so much shit going on right now. Like, all right, so some of our listeners that are you know tuning in right now, they may be in the same boat that you know I'm in, you're in. We kind of all may be thinking about you know we've been talking about this type of shit for almost going on ten years. Not really 10 years. I would say give it about eight or nine. No, 
eight or seven. Seven. Seven, eight. 2012 mm-hmm. was like our peak. That's like when we really started getting into like UFO disclosures. We started hearing mm-hmm. about Planet X, Nibiru. We started mm-hmm. hearing about the police state. Um, and speaking of which, just because like we said police state, I always want to make sure uh, Gray State, uh, The Rise, and this movie got a man killed. So always remember that David Crowley, he was murdered because mm-hmm. he was trying to mm-hmm. make that film. I remember that shit. And then just like, you know, the Alex Jones phase and then all the Infowars stuff and just kind of like being, you know, quote unquote woke and starting to learn more about the history of this country, <clears throat> history mm-hmm. of secret societies and ancient history and how it all ties together to the mm-hmm. point where now it's like things are happening that we have been saying and kind of trying to tell friends and kind of bringing up to family members to have conversations about what ifs to now where it's like it's almost to the point where we're like i told you so yeah but what good is i told you so Mm -hmm. when it's too late exactly yeah it's um it's kind of i was talking about this with one of my coworkers. it's 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 aggravating because it's all right there in our face and i mean there's the the few of us who are like going around like actively talking about this but for some reason people still try to like lie about like for example when the whole epstein thing when he suicided himself my mom the least conspiracy or political person i know when he got into custody the police custody she was like oh he's gonna turn up dead and sure enough he turned up dead and it's one of those things where it's like you acknowledge that there's this shiesty shit going around but yet you don't subscribe to it when you know it is a real thing that goes on everybody knows that the clintons have a body count but yet they're still comfortable with them like parading around different sectors of politics and for me it's like it's it's pretty crazy because like it's like at what point do we say enough is enough and it seems like everybody's ready ready to like go to war over over race which is a good cause and all that but like why are we doing this on street levels when there is much bigger fish to fry and pretty much our whole the whole way that the world is ran is it's ran by fucking cretins and it's like why why aren't we getting these people out of office why is it so hard for everybody to like agree with each other and say yeah let's let's stop dirty politicians i think that uh you know the idea of dirty politicians is something people don't want to really come to uh to grips with so we 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 know politicians are dirty and crooked and yet we won't do anything to yes to lock them up or stop it it's just we make movies we do demonstrations but we still know that they serve a purpose you know they're mm-hmm. they're pawns on the chessboard like i was talking uh, to the homie Deej uh yesterday actually 
And I was telling him, like, can you name 10 congressmen? Can you name 10 senators? Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't. And those are the people that actually have, like, you know, that have mm -hmm. power because it's the power of their vote in this swing mm -hmm. of things. You know, that's why you have people that can be bribed and manipulated mm -hmm. and, you know, can, you know, make them be a big man amongst their peers. And mm -hmm. there's things like that, and, you know. We always talk about the power parable, you know, power mm -hmm. corrupts and absolute power <clears throat> corrupts. Absolutely. We know that the president has the fame of celebrity and they mm -hmm. have the power of persuasion, but they don't necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, have absolute power, but they have Not the, at all. the grander power of being in the spotlight, but they have powers within the shadows, you know, mm -hmm. which is kind of how you got to look at it. Like, um, they're remember, all being puppeteered. Remember that sh movie, I Pet Goat? You had the yes. puppet in the spotlight, but all the powers were within the shadow, you know, mm -hmm. looking within. And I think mm -hmm. that's what people fail to realize. So that's why I was trying to kind of get at. Like, you know, we've been talking about this stuff for so long, and I'm starting to hear conversations from people that necessarily wouldn't be talking about conspiracies seven years ago or four years mm -hmm. ago or three years ago two years ago last year like it's only been because of 2020 people have actually started looking into conspiracies and alternative media and alternative mm -hmm. um you know alternative thought so yeah i i'm just kind of saying like do you ever feel kind of exhausted because sometimes i feel exhausted bringing up these same points and these same things and just kind of seeing it happen like like man like it's crazy how like when you get dms and people send you links and you're just like yeah all the negative shit i was talking about is now coming true mm -hmm. fuck mm -hmm. like it's just like that's what i'm saying like it's just mm -hmm. like like bruh <laughs> is this really happening or is this really a matrix or simulation mm -hmm. Uh, it's like how you've said said before the the curtain is being lifted. Well, um, well, I think you said the scroll is unfolding or some shit like that. But I feel like that's pretty much what's happening. Like, I don't want to say we're coming to an end of the show, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I want to say the end of the show because I believe like life is still going to go on after this. There's so much more to still uncover, but we are definitely going through a time where I'm getting kind of worried because I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't feel like we're on the winning side. I feel like all the things that they want to happen are happening and they're getting their way. And I don't think, people are going to wake up fast enough and even once they do wake up i don't think they're going to do anything because i mean you kind of tell what's what's going to happen i mean this whole like mask thing it's all about compliance they don't care if we get sick or not they're they're just making sure that we listen to them and i mean so far everybody's listening to them everybody's complying and that's what worries worries me because everybody saw so much like, oh man, what would you do? What would you do if uh, Hitler was rounding up the Jews? If you were around while Hitler was rounding up the Jews, well, if you're doing nothing, that's 
if you're doing right now, if you're doing nothing right now in these times, you'd probably be doing nothing back in those times. And I feel like that's essentially where we're at. I don't feel like we're going to fight back. And even if we were to fight back, we're, we're too busy not focusing our energy in the same direction. We're at each other's throats. You know what's funny? iPad Go is kind of happening now. Yes, it is. Like, remember the whole scene where they had the rebellion, you know, going up against the government, but then you had mm -hmm. death tap her on the shoulder again, reminding her that it's like, it's futile. You're just going to die anyway, because mm -hmm. what do we have right now around the corner? Coronavirus still mm -hmm. reminding us that we can still get infected with something and just die. We don't know who will die from it and who won't die from it. Mm -hmm. So it's like. It is. It's it's really crazy, man. Like we're all being programmed. Like our new programming and training has started at the age of a new decade, twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. clear vision, so you can see the future. And this is this is the new future. normal. It is. It really is. And it's just all you, we can do is slowly try to retain our independence. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I know I need to start doing. And it just, it's fucked up, but now that we're getting older in age, we got to start choosing our hobbies and what we can really do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start restricting a lot of my hobbies to just basically my car and art. And wow. that's basically it. Like, I'm not going to, I can't keep doing all the tech stuff and mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses and trying to get new graphics cards or just keep buying all the new games like i'll wait for more sales i'll do things like that of course like but i think some things that are more important is you know like i can't spend money on my bike but spent do what scoot did slowly build a garden learn what it takes to grow food learn mm -hmm. real skills like i agree with that because, i agree with that because that's what's going to come down to eventually <clears throat> is just like don't have to go off the grid like not go off the grid because i feel like that's now we're getting on the other side of the extreme it's gonna have to be learning to live within the system but not depend on a lot of autonomized production because mm -hmm. that's what's gonna i feel like that's what they're testing right now they're, they're trying to get people used to being cattled up and penned up within their homes they're, you know, not going outside, not exercising, no. you know, they're looking at the people that are exercising is like, okay, these are the people that are like, it's like, you know, when you're trying to get the best slave or something, okay, those people that are going out and tracking their movements, okay, those are the ones we need to keep an eye on, they'll fight back. The ones that mm -hmm. have been in their houses every day, day by day, because they can track your data. They know you have certain mm -hmm. apps like Amazon or when they ask for your geolocation so you can get a good deal and things in your mm -hmm. area. Like all that information can be it. Well, it is collected and you don't know how it can be distributed and how it's sold. And, you know, just because I'm talking in a negative doesn't mean that there's someone out there on a black budget doing the negative. Yeah. I read something where uh, I think I talked about this, but there's somebody suing uh, a lot of the major corporations because they're they're pretty. It's inhumane the way that they use uh, our collected data that they've been collecting on us. Like they're pretty much 
eliminating free will in a way by shoving ads that we that they know we're going to want to bite to. That's why me personally, whenever I see an ad pop up on anything, I skip it as soon as I can. But uh, it's it's pretty much they have so much collected data on us that they have almost have a map of our own brains. They know what triggers us, what turns us on, so on and so forth. Um, they can bring your even, uh, eyes to the camera, you know. Even with um, this whole the whole curfew situation that was going on, I think it's still going on in some places. What's the first thing that happened when they enacted the curfew? Our phones went off and ringing. <laughs> yes, they sent you pretty much a personalized text message. How do they do that? It's because they already got your data from the phone company. They already know where you're at. They know where you're at all the time. They don't have to track just, they're not specifically following you, but just because they're not fo specifically following you doesn't mean they don't know where you're at at any given time. Yeah. Honestly. There is no more privacy. Hmm. Yeah, this this, go, this this podcast is going to a dark place really quick. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and I, I don't want people to be in that dark place because I want yeah. them to know that there's like, I feel like you have to be now the light within this dark world because mm. I've noticed that there's been a lot of people committing suicide. Like a lot of people committing suicide. When, where, why? Well, ooh, actually, yeah, I've known some people. I've now known some people. Yeah, and I'm just seeing, I've been seeing posts on Instagram of, like, people that have been dying. And the thing is, like, honestly, like, maybe you can say, yeah, hey, fame, you kind of, you kind of diving into shit. Or you kind of mm -hmm. think, but there's, I've been seeing people, that, like, posting, and it's like, they're talking about people that are dying, and I'm reading the caption and when someone dies to cancer, when someone dies usually of a tragedy or accident, there's a way that they word it, you know, where it's like, and you know, like, it's like, man, you were taken too soon. Taken. Okay. Like, or like, man, like, it's like, hey, you fought hard. Cancer, you know, usually. Or, you know, if, it, if it's anything else, like a murder or something, even that, like, it's, you know, when someone's murdered. Yeah. But when someone commits suicide, there's always like a a, a a a tone of of pain, anger, and like like you're like fuck yeah. you, you, you you killed yourself, but at the same time, I don't know what you're talking what you went through, and I'm not gonna speak ill of the dead. And you can kind of see in the post because like, you're trying to say how they die, and then it's like it's like I wish I could have been there for you when you were in your mm -hmm. and I'm like Oh, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. I wish you could have been there. That's your boy. Why that's didn't you contact me? Yeah, why didn't you contact? Yeah, so it's like whenever I see that, it's like, it's like, damn, man. It's like, a, think about the people right now that are, are single and going through this shit. Like, Oof. like I have, you know, my girlfriend, you mm -hmm. have a girlfriend, you know, there's like, I mean, we have homies that are single, but like, so like they have roommates or something. It's like, you know. Yeah, this is a. Uh... You have to be at peace with yourself right now because it's not coming from anywhere else. If you're not at peace with yourself, then I could imagine that what's going on right now is probably very hard, especially if you have nobody to talk to. 
that's why like it i feel like if you live at home with like your parents or any type of family members you have to like learn how to be with them you should like i know well me personally i lock myself up in my room because i go to work i have and my uncle's on the older side i don't I already have five cases of Corona at my work. I don't want to be the one that brings that shit home and gets them sick, you know? So I'm, I'm, mine's a little different, but I do go to my girlfriend's house. And I'm like, we hang out. I have that person to talk to, but like, I know there's other people out there that like, they hate their living situation and they don't have anyone to communicate with. Like I see this shit on Reddit all the time where like people are stressed because all they have is themselves. And maybe a fucking pet iguana, you know, but like that's not gonna cut it as far as social interaction. Because we're humans and like that's some that's that's a necessity. I mean, if you look at prison inmates, I believe it's like after like two weeks of being in the hole, most of them end up cracking a little bit. They they don't come out of the hole the same person. Because no. you're by yourself for two weeks. Probably even after a week, that shit will start getting to you. That's why uh, Khalif Bronner, um, the guy out of New York, they had him in like solitary confinement for I think almost like two years, like worth the time. Like, and That's he and he ended up killing himself because he even said before like I'm not right. Like that shit fucked me up that's, in the head. Like you watch the documentary on you on uh, on Netflix, and that's what I'm saying. Mm. It's like that's just that's just another aspect of just police brutality you know black lives matter on that shit like and the fucked up thing is too like black lives matter is such a, a fucked up like it's such a fucked up movement right now because i know what the intention is behind it but mm -hmm. i feel like it has been co-opted by oh, some yes, bad yes. people you know oh, yes, that are, are the you know like trained marxists and people that have like their own mm -hmm. agendas where like they really just want to tear down america from like from our like our constitution which you know, yeah, I, know how i feel in the constitution yeah i forgot who what podcast i was watching but one of the guys was saying how um the two i'm not sure of the leaders but they're two at least figureheads they're at least speaking to the press and they were saying that they were trained marxists yeah yeah. And then even when you look at the funding or who funds Black Lives Matter, we talked about this before. George Soros is one of the one of the funders. And he's known for pretty much spending his money to start revo uh, revelations. revolutions. Uh, uh, revolutions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot that word. And that to me is like very disturbing. But still the but what, from what we've been seeing though as far as like bringing the light to people that may have been, you know, wrongfully, you know, killed, you know, by scared cops. And that's why I think a lot of it is too. Like, again, cops are under a lot of stress and they have a lot of shit going through them. I think a lot of them are, are, are really scared. And mm -hmm. I was saying um, to, to Diesel the other day, I was like, yo, like, I think what this is going to do is it's going to change cops training. And a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, a lot of cops are going to start it, like let's just say this and, the, and this is the situation like with the guy that got killed at wendy's they already had his car you know i think they the guy's information they knew who he was okay if he's taken off running after that scuffle or whatever 
okay at that point and he takes your taser instead of and you know he took the weapon instead of yeah. running after him to gun him down why don't you take defensive position and be like yo we're gonna let him get away it's just a taser exactly it's just a taser it's not it was it was it, it, he I, for sure it's a taser you know it's can't not, even it's, kill someone with it, that. exactly it's not like it's it's a, it's your non-lethal weapon so why are you tripping all right you have all his information you have his card let him get away put out an exactly. apb but yo we have so and so he just assaulted an officer we got to bring him in put him mm -hmm. out on the news or whatever if you have to like make that more available without having to pay airtime and just be like yo mm -hmm. so and so assaulted an officer so we need and then he can be like yo i'm gonna turn myself in i'm sorry i was tripping I'm exactly and then boom he doesn't have to die but exactly what I, he didn't is, have to die. what I think is the issue but though is I think the pride, like how many cops would want to be like, oh, that motherfucker, let me get away or like, or just like, nah, like I think the arrogance yeah. and the pride of not wanting to take an L on the streets mm -hmm. is what makes so many cops pull out their gun. I, I could agree with that. I could definitely agree with that because that was definitely one of those murders that's unjust, I think, because like you said, it was a non-lethal weapon. That right there tells you that lethal force isn't necessary, and he's running. Mm -hmm. So you shoot the man in the back. It's like what happened to the, what happened to the good old days when it was like, "Catch me again, copper!" Just <laughs> 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 like take off, run, run. Get, like damn it, Tyrone, it I'll get you next week. Border. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Daz Dillinger just jumping states, and then the cops can't do anything about it. And everybody knows he's a known criminal. <laughs> <laughs> he's a career criminal and they could do nothing about it until they develop the CIA. CIA. Yeah. Imagine the scenario. It's like the cops are running up on the guy who's selling dope on the corner. Instead of gunning him down, the guy, like, he drops his dope and takes off running. It's like, well, we got his dope. We'll get him next time. There's drugs off the street. A man is still mm -hmm. alive. Now he has to answer to his drug dealer. So he might get Ooh. killed anyways. Yeah, that's true. That's that's street justice. Or There's what you could do is you could leave equation. the drugs there and use it as bait. Wait, what? Oh, 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 oh so you get the fiends? Like you just pick it. <laughs> that's, that's so, hey, I hope no cops are listening to this podcast. You might, see, hey, hey, that's why they don't want us to be the police. <laughs> Dude, if I was a cop, I'd be so lenient. I'd be like, what is this, heroin? Get out of here. Yeah, I would. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for murderers. No, yeah, I do think that defunding the police is the last thing we want to do. I think whoa, if anything, whoa, we want whoa. explain yourself. Uh, that's what I was about to do until you really wallalalaed over me. But I think we're actually better off like spending more money on them. Maybe what we shouldn't be doing because I mean, look at the ninety-one Watts riots and then compare that shit to 92? now. 92 yeah 92 what i specifically notice is that the cops have tanks now and all this other military gear i think that shit is fucking bananas they shouldn't be what the fuck jesus christ fucking animals i don't think they should be having shit like that like i think for like certain situations maybe like that's why you have swat and shit like that but I could tell right there that they're spending the money wrong. What they need to be doing is putting that money into training them, teaching them different languages, teaching them different 
martial arts and social skills, not giving them bigger, more powerful weapons. So at that, where like, I mean, honestly, if I was a cop and you just tossed a AR-15 in my hand, gave me ballistic armor, and you had a tank behind me, I'm like, oh shit, let's do this. I'm going to fuck shit up. Like, I'm going to be excited to to use those weapons. And I think that's why, like, they spent that money wrong. They should have been teaching them how to be better, more capable human beings, like, in hand-to-hand combat and just social skills. And that obviously didn't happen. And then I think even if they did that, that would also scare away that the people that are sociopaths, because, I mean, a sociopath isn't going to want to get into a job where it's like, oh, man, I actually have to help people. Sociopaths are like, ooh, I want to be a cop so I can get those guns and have all that power. You know what I'm saying? That they they that, that automatically attracts them. Yeah. Um, I think that is definitely one thing, too. It's like the guys, the kind of want to be like, come get some. Yeah, um, I, I. But the thing is, when it comes to like the Jason term Bourne. defunding, I kind of see it as what they should be doing is looking at those budgets and just reallocating it into other parts of the city that are kind of, you know, more useful. Like, you know, real shit. There's other things that in there in that budget that we can use. Like, okay, they already have the guns. They have the mm-hmm. tear gas. They remember back in like 2015, 2014, we were talking about how like why are they stocking up on all this ammunition, tear gas, all this shit? Well, fucking, they've been using it. <laughs> they've been using it this now. Is why. We were saying like they were using it. They bought it for us. It's all for us. So my thing is now <laughs> it's like yo, like we need to start putting that shit back into schools, especially mm. schools that are in fucked up neighborhoods, and start reinvesting mm. in like bad neighborhoods. Like it mm. is what it is. Like. It's kind of like the same way we've been using it to make new precincts, new cruisers, new this, that, and the third. We need to start doing that same thing within schools. And I think that there also needs to be a new type of training for officers. And Mm -hmm. it comes down to, you know, like all the way down from the next generation of people, they need to do more recruiting for their own neighborhoods, you know, things like that. And kind of like when, when people are starting off, do more charity events mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. the community. Like that needs to be a part of it with all. And then also kind of like, just like a, a way t- for you to meet officers without it being mm-hmm. hostile. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, like <clears throat> we're, we're doing like a little open house thing where it's like, if you can cut, it's like, and you know, I mentioned this to an officer that I know, but he kept saying, well, officer safety, officer safety is like, why the fuck are you so afraid of the fucking of the people you serve, like if you can't go into mm. a gymnasium and have just like like just have a place for <laughs> people to meet you and like talk and just like and be like really relaxed, like yo, it mm. is like you you can have the people guarding you, but like you don't need to have your guns. You can still be in uniform, but like yo, I'm Officer So and So. Here's mm. my card. If you have any concerns, like meet people and actually interact, shake motherfuckers' mm. hands. Like granted, mm. it's COVID time right now, but like. Officer safety, officer safety is all I keep hearing. And what like, about civilian safety? Exactly. Like nobody gives a fuck about us. Especially if it's a place that you're patrolling. It's like, hey, like, like let them know, like, hey, I have a new officer on this street for you. Or like, or like, mm-hmm. but not like kind of like that, but just like like I'm looking forward to working with you guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, but then 
getting it at the kids level, the kids that live there, like, because then it's like the kids mm-hmm. don't feel afraid. Like, hey, I know these kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going to the middle school, just showing up, not getting involved. Like, yo, like you can show up and not be involved with middle school tussles. Like, that's your school officer, security guy, like whatever. Like, if someone mm-hmm. pulls out a gun, cool. It's like basically like that's you, have you ever noticed how cops function at raves and events that's the perfect way for him to function i that, think everywhere no but that's what i'm saying so i've done security at edc um mm-hmm. coachella and like uh stage Dude, they see you rolling your balls off and they're like yeah you could pet my horse i bet you like it <laughs> exactly because they they know what their what their place is because there's there's a thing it's our job as security to get involved. They're only to get involved. They see drug dealing taking place mm-hmm. or an actual like weapon, like something of that nature. Small fights, mm-hmm. that's security, things like that. But like they're just there in case like a shootout goes. So they're just kicking it in their car, watching everything. But then they have the security mm-hmm. guards take care of all the small bullshit. I feel like that's yes. kind of how cops need to start having more of a role of. And then I feel like a little bit of more small private security needs to be brought. Like uh, Jason, the homie from, uh, you know, from IG, you know, grow some good weed, make some good chili, solid dude. He was bringing this back up on the on the chat. Chili? Yeah, he makes good chili. You should have wanted the chili cook off. I told you about that. She was fire. I want some chili. Yeah, I know you want some chili. But <laughs> but he was basically saying how like I could bring it back up like that private security. And I think that with all this shit's going down right now, mm. I think the private security sector is going to start increasing. And black-owned private security is going to start going down. So it's going to be like, all right, for show. if you live in a hood and things are going down, they're going to have black-owned security that's like kind of patrolling certain neighborhoods because they know the community or whatever. They talk to people. They don't need to have the cops be called for the smallest things. If it's like, if it's like a murder or if it's like a shooting, cool, call the cops. But if it's just something small, like a domestic dispute, or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's like, yo, what's going on? Y'all are tripping. If it gets too crazy, yo, we'll call the cops. And you know, they're going to come over here and not, like, they, once we call them, they're going to know us because we don't want to even do that. So, like, chill. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like how security is. Like, when you're at a rave or you're at a party or a club mm-hmm. or something like that, the security is like, yo, stop wilding. If I if you start tripping, I got to call the cops. And, like, yes, like you're not being cool right now. And then usually people are like, oh, you know, you're like, I am bugging. Yeah, unless, it's unless, like, oh shit, I have a warrant. I don't want them to get involved. Yeah, or it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to pop the trunk on these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to be Everybody's around. getting shot. And you get <laughs> shot too because you stepped to me first. Like, what? No, no, nah, big dog. All right, I got to clock out early. Peace. <laughs> shit. I was uh, reading this article where it's talking about um why... Or how, I guess, cops in the UK are able to get away with not having guns on them. And pretty much they're saying the reason why that goes on is because since they know since they know police don't have guns on them, people are more willing to do crimes without weapons. Because as soon as a gun does get involved, they know that the cops that do have guns on them are going to end up getting called to the scene and once that happens then you're going to have a shootout but over here what happens is why everybody just has a gun 
I mean, we have the the criminals have guns because I mean, no matter what, if you're a criminal with or without a gun here in the states, you have the possibility of getting shot, and that's yeah. the biggest difference between here and there, and even say Japan, and that's why like weapons over there only get used when it's like gang on gang violence. That's so just fucked up. Yeah. Uh, pretty much over here we just know that we're no matter what it's it's do or die man might as well be strapped that's and that's the fucked up part because then they always say the thing you know i'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by six and like i i feel them i think i'd rather be carried by six than tried by 12. oh you'd rather be dead that's how gangster ass niggas are well i mean you're only dead because you're a weak ass shot (laughs) <laughs> ever thought about like that's how i always thought about it like i yeah. it's like i'm getting that's tried a- because i killed everybody <laughs> no nah, if i'm if you're such a good shot then you should have took out the motherfuckers coming after you just on the jason Bourne shit that's what i'm saying oh all right yeah that's what i'm, I'm getting, talking about that's what i'm talking about 12 too that's why i'm getting taken to court because they know i killed them niggas like yo you can't just kill 12 niggas and just think that you know nah, Oh, nigga, what happened? Are you still oh, there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I'm trying to go. <laughs> I shouldn't say I'm trying to. But, like, I mean, if I was going big, I'm just going to go on my Chris Dorner shit. Everybody's getting it. Y'all going to have to track me to a fucking cabin in the woods. You know, you can listen to the full audio manifesto of uh, Chris Dorner on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's still on there, I bet. Someone's reread it. But, I mean, the thing is... I haven't gotten a Ooh, chance who read to finish. It? Was uh, it somebody famous? No, it's just a YouTuber. Oh, I was hoping it was like <laughs> like Morgan Freeman or some shit like that. My thing is it really like, it, it's crazy how it's come around to this where it's a fraternity. It's a boys club. Like one of the officers that I've known saying that like they do uh, retaliation against officers you know and you know just it's kind of one of those things where i don't want to go full into detail because i feel like i'll give it away but it's mm. just kind of they don't look after their own if you have if you have potential contamination you don't they're not allowing officers to use the two week of the uh uh what was it? i think uh the corona relief family or the family first corona response act like you have two mm. weeks of a paid sick time you know Mm -hmm. so i guess police officers don't get that and it's just kind of fucked up that you know these are the people that we're supposed to be you know looking on them to be first responders Mm -hmm. and again i i really like don't think of me as like a cop sympathizer but just someone is who understands what the role is and i i still have respect for Mm -hmm. what the position was for Mm -hmm. even though i know it can be abused it's like the samurai I know, like they, they may not get that two weeks, but I know there's some departments their officers are able to take up to like three months off in a year. So I think that's pretty, that's good enough. You don't need an extra two weeks on top of that shit. Yeah, it's like a, that's a like three months is a quarter of a year. Do you know how? And that shit's paid too. Do you know how fucking bomb that shit is? You don't have to go to work for a quarter of a year. Yeah. I mean, that's of course nice. not all departments are like that, but there are yeah. some like that. It's crazy because like there's still like parts of me like 
they would always like still like would want to do law enforcement but at the same time like being me being realistic is like i know like that's just not the job for me it's yeah it's i'm just, not about that action kind of yeah it's and it's like i would probably want to do if i did it i'd want to do something within like the tech side or something that's mm -hmm. like the only thing i would i wouldn't mind doing ever would be like parole but like trying to reach someone like yo you can't go back to fucking jail all right <laughs> be like you a strong black man or you a strong brown man or you a strong white man carry that white flag that flag by yourself like <laughs> get that confederate flag on up there boy but, but you can't get locked I up and fuck it. away our dollars you know <laughs> <laughs> you pay these private prisons too much don't be the reason why they get fat bro i saw the rich. movie a king of staten island the other day the fuck movie is that? Why does that sound familiar? It's with Pete Davidson and Bill Burr. Ah, uh, yo, uh, Bill Burr that. is fucking dope as fuck in that movie, and I I gotta give you know major shout out and props mm. to Bill Burr because that was fucking that was great for him. But uh, Pete Davidson, if mm -hmm. that was if Pete Davidson, if this is based off of Pete Davidson's real life or something, minus the the the, the dad story because I know his dad did die in nine eleven. But if this uh -huh. is really based off of how Pete Davidson is as a person, I would have punched the shit ass motherfucker in the face. Like he this, plays a good scumbag. Yeah, he, you know he's, he's a piece of fucking shit, like a little bitch. Like the whole time mm -hmm. in the movie, I'm just like, this guy's a little fucking bitch. Like his character in that movie is just a little fucking bitch, and I'm just like, yeah, like bro, it's like you're 25 and you're like bitching about her mom trying to get some dick and have some good time and like like bro your dad died when you were seven get the fuck over it and mm -hmm. as someone yeah. whose mom literally died around that same age i can say that like yo get the yeah. fuck over it okay <laughs> like it you've is had what it 20 is. years to heal yeah you have you've had mad time to heal and if you're just gonna fucking live like that and try to shit on everyone else's life like you're a piece of shit mm -hmm. like so yeah. I just want to let people know that if you're going to see the King of Staten Island, just know you're going to be fucking angry, but you're going to laugh every time Bill Burr is on scene. Bill Burr is probably <laughs> the greatest character. Even the little montage at the end is dope. It's just going to make you think firefighters are awesome, um, jump into burning buildings to save people, and mustaches are cool. He plays a good angry father. Oh, yeah. F is for family is my shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the that's the role he was he was uh, raised to be was an angry father. I hope I know like when I listen to him talk, he seems pretty like introspective and sounds like he's working on himself. I know it's, a, it's which is a good thing, but like just naturally, he's like a good angry role model. It's crazy. It's like he would do good on King of the Hill, but also oh. and this might sound weird, but I mean Bill Burr's one of those people where it's like if I it's like if if I knew I was going to meet him and I was going to have to put him on the spot for something, and like, can you just yell at me? Like, <laughs> like, yell at me, yell at me like I'm your fucked up son. I'll just yell out. I'll just list off some of my bad traits that I do. And I just, just like go off, like go off the top. Just yell at me. Yell at me. Just, just cut. Just, if you ever see Bill Burr like while he's crying, driving, go cut him off. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Right, just just cut him off in traffic and and roll your windows down and just wait for the show. Nah, cause I don't want him to hate me in real life. I just want him to be like, <laughs> and just say if, if for some reason like if he ever came on our podcast or something, which I hope no one ever tell him that, or if I just happen to be somewhere and bump into him and then casual conversation and we just 
start to hit it off and you know it seems like hey i could be your friend and you'd be like before this gets weird like you know because i don't know if i'll ever see you again man but would it be cool can you just like yell at me like a character like from like (laughs) from like extra family like if i was like your fucked up son and i'll just give you like some some traits like just i want to see you get into that mojo it seems really cool that you can do that pretend i broke your the the window to your to your 47 chevy yeah just, just do for me. <laughs> or just backed into a fucking pole. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like just like, I, honestly, rest in peace to the to the GOAT, Bernie Mac. I would have loved mm. to have had Bernie Mac cuss me out. I I could, uh, I could agree with that. that would, <laughs> See, like, you would learn some new cuss words out of that. And I, I feel like it, when it comes to certain com, uh, certain comedians, sorry, I was going to say comedians on some weird shit, but like if some Commies. people that can do those types of rants, I just, I would love for them to do that on me. Like when you get roasted in the front row, can you do that yet? Are you able to like roast the crowd? I could, I don't like to though, because like, I don't know. I'm very non-confrontational. I'm, I'm starting to accept that about myself. I hate getting into conflict unless I'm drunk. When I'm drunk, then fuck it. What's your crowd Everybody work like? Um, I let them tie their own noose. Usually, drunk people think that they're funny, and like you kind of let it go. And then, like sometimes I do get angry. Like I remember there's one. I have that one joke about the gay people, mm-hmm. and then I remember like um, somebody somebody was like, "Faggot," and then I was like, "Who the fuck said that?" And then there's no nothing. And then like I start going, and they start do they start doing that again. And I was like, "How big of a fucking pussy do you have to be to scream out from the darkness?" And then when I look for you, you just fucking hide because you're a little coward. I bet your mother didn't fucking love you. And I said some shit like that. Like people kind of like was like, "Man, why are you going in on them?" Yeah, I feel like that's more like insulting. But I'm talking about like roast. Yeah, that I feel like that's a different type. Like if I would have heard that too, I might have laughed. But at the same time, I could understand if it was really just quiet. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. People got quiet. They're just kind of. I think they're waiting for them that guy to speak back up, but the guy never spoke back up. Was it like a comedy club that kind of is like known for hecklers? No, it was um a restaurant show. Well, it's a restaurant slash club show. Yeah, it's like it's like a restaurant that like at night it, they turn to a club, but this night they had a they had, instead of using their stage for like uh the DJ, they had comics up there. Hmm. But yeah, I, I know I noticed like the the further I get into this, the more angry I get at like like I like hecklers. Like if you're a good heckler, fucking yo we could i'll probably riff with that for a little bit there's some people where it's kind of fun but then there's other people where it's like yo you're a fucking pussy and i swear to god if i catch you i want to beat your ass outside Hmm. you know that's how it gets when the liquor and uh cocaine hit the veins oh the only cocaine i hit is the addiction of Jordans. Uh, Jordan doesn't care about your black ass, just so you know. Neither does cocaine. The Bolivians <laughs> love me. Bolivians don't give a goddamn. <laughs> uh. Oh shit! Did you ever uh, look into mud flow? Mud flow? Mud flow? Yeah, mud flow. 
Um, we started that was a topic from way yeah. back when. That was probably uh, I, back in like the six, no, like the fifty episodes. Like anyway, let, 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 look, I, I'm not sure if I talked about this, but you know, like uh, buildings like Carnegie Hall, how they're really old. So supposedly, supposedly those were there before. Um, we got this, this land got colonized by the Spanish and whatnot. Right. And from the Indians, they say that, uh, giant white men, like heights of eight to 12 feet. They were the ones that originally built shit like this, uh, the Nephilim. And what's actually funny was, um, I was speaking to somebody, um, earlier today and they're, they're actually talking about, um, he was telling me about the St. Lauderdale saints because he's a Mormon. And he was telling me what they believe in, like how, like, uh, basically, um, Jesus or whatever. The, pretty much, there's like a big spiritual uprising over here on this land. And the things that he was talking, like, it actually coincides with what the Native Americans believe. And I just found that shit fucking fascinating. I, I want. That's why I want you to play that Razzcast song, Nature of the Threat. Oh. I want to. I want to talk about this. But no, yeah, it's just a little, a little something, a little tidbit, a little conspiracy, I guess you could call it. Because mm. we are, we are in some weird times where I think they found like another uh, giant skull up in Utah not too long ago. Wait, what? They found a giant skull or well, a giant sarcophagus and skull. Probably about like seven what? years ago. So it wasn't a while. But yeah, there's there's like starting to be a lot of evidence of uh giant bones and uh they're just like <clears throat> apparently there's a few there's a few remains of giants that they found and they ended up turning them into the Smithsonian. And then after they got turned into the Smithsonian, uh apparently somebody thought it was a good idea to destroy them and then when they got destroyed they're like oh yeah we're sorry we thought this stuff was supposed to get destroyed but i mean everyone know well if you're if you know if you know about it, it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't coincide with the the current theories of evolution so they gotta get rid of it so it's kind of showing the proof that maybe that there's some alternative theories that might have some validity to it hmm. yes strange hmm. times we're in oh also if you ever get a chance watch uh, the documentary completely different subject but watch the documentary on hulu called um hail satan that's Word? interesting yeah it talks of, it's kind of weird because I look, it, it, it gets into the law about the separation of church and state, and it kind of talks about it, and it's kind of weird, because when you look at it, it almost, of course, it's a perversion of what I think the, um, the law is supposed to mean, but in a way, it's kind of like, maybe we're being preened for this. America was like the chosen destination for if you believe in like the end times for the uh, 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 Antichrist to like rise up from. It's actually really weird. Hmm. But yeah, completely different topic. Just some shit that I've been stumbling upon lately. Weird That's a very interesting one. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it's honestly, I mean, 
the whole end times thing is kind of a give or take. Yay. Yeah. My guess is as good as yours. But once they start talking that one world shit, that's when we know it's going to be on a fucking wrap. Yeah, China recently. Did you see the video of the white woman that pulled that gun on that, that black couple? Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then she acts like she was scared for her life or some shit. I will say when this. When did uh, white I, people become such big pussies? Who? I said, when did white people become like such big pussies? It seems like late, lately, like they've just, they're just scared of everything. I know. And they're just trying to shoot people. Like, you ain't, you ain't afraid of a good old fashioned, passionate ass whooping. But also, yeah. I feel like she's like escalated it. But then there's those people out there that like buy guns, and that's the first thing they want. They want a reason to pull it. Yes. But I will say this, which is better than that other couple that was caught on their fucking lawn with the oh AR-15. Like, at least she had her finger bladed on the fucking gun. It wasn't yes. actually on the trigger. Like she yes. was at least like somewhat practicing safety. <laughs> like yo, just like back up. Yeah. But that, she got arrested. That, that other- yeah, she did. She did. That other couple, though, they, the lady looked like she was high off of pills. She looked like she had a few antidepressants in her system. Yeah. And maybe a cocktail or three. They were probably on some bullshit, too. Then, that, uh, then the dude carrying the AR, like, what the fuck are you doing carrying your fucking rifle like that? Like, now, honestly, they, they shouldn't have even come outside. They should have just stayed inside. But they yeah. were on private property because I think they went to a gated community. So they technically didn't have the right to be there. But those people, you should, you don't got to come outside and show your guns. Like, that's yeah, the thing. Don't, like, don't be stupid. If someone's trying to yeah. pound on your door, then that's when it's like, yo, if whoever comes in, this motherfucker's getting shot. You let them know, like, yo, we got guns yeah. in here. Pound on that door. The castle like it. doesn't doesn't extend to outside of your house. Just because you're in a gated community doesn't mean you're the protector of your gated community. You're still only the protector of your house, your 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 property, because you don't own yes. the gated community. Exactly. That's what I think is ridiculous. But again, they, they were they were scared crazy. and they wanted to be kind of I feel like some of these people want to make a scene. They they know it. Now that they know that everyone that's being like recorded has a potential of going viral, I think a lot of them are scared. Like cuz some of them don't even realize their own prejudices that they have within them and then those prejudices mm. create their racist mentality. And that's that's how I really think about. It. I don't think that a lot of them are like are like really, I would say at their core racist. I think what it is is they have a lot of prejudices, and lack of experience, and mm-hmm. then that manifests into a racist behavior or a racist mm-hmm. outcome. Like mm-hmm. that's they're how I kind of see it. Yeah, they're really ignorant of some things, and it's kind of sad because it's like it's like why are you so afraid? Why do you have so much hate? like mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. and if you say you don't mm-hmm. have hate why are you acting so hysterical like because mm-hmm. if you just don't like the person okay like yeah you don't have to interact <clears throat> just dip like exactly like whatever just happened to minding your own fucking business just going the other fucking way it's like they're trying to stand their ground and like it's not looking good for them like and it's, it's getting out of path up. 
And I think this is kind of what's driving the division within our country, mm-hmm. which I think we shouldn't have. I think we should be like having more dialogues and discussions. Um, mm-hmm. I really kind of want to figure out a way for us to try to get a good connection so we can start reaching out to our listeners and like let them come on for at least 30 minutes, you know, have their own full episode if we want just like just talk with like someone else that's on the show, you know, like not necessarily a call in because I don't want it to be super random, but like, yo, we'll talk to them, see what's good, start with some people that we know, and then like really start bringing on the 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 mobile guests so we can really have that every man segment you know like Mm -hmm. like people that are just from around the the country or people that have different walks of life people that we want to talk to you kentucky exactly and people that don't agree with us too like if you don't agree with us let's have a civil conversation you don't agree with us you're probably not listening no some people actually do listen to us that like they don't necessarily agree with us but they like to hear kind of our take on things you know like they're like honda's over 240s bitches oh yeah dick <laughs> it's like oh it's those like, are fucking i like coyote bitch. engines not an ls like all right. <laughs> we just call those people retarded yeah oh and i could say that because youtube demonetized us anyway yeah honestly yeah we're demonetized to boot so book it we, we're good to go on that um fag yeah i guess we want to hit drop a hard f i mean now you're just a hard, a hard mean, f is that a hard f yeah that's that's the new hard f because like i feel like you know it's fucked up and i'm just gonna drop it as is now that the the homosexual crowd is you know and i'm saying that being of course polite and everything now that way. gays are cool yeah now they know now that it's just like mainstream I feel like uh. it's fucked up that that term faggot, which we know uh. is a bundle of firewood. We know the the origin of it, you know, flaming uh. faggot, whatever. It is a word that was before something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like nigger. Nigger was made for us mm-hmm. and only to hurt us. But mm-hmm. faggot, that is a word that is... It, bundle of sticks it it just i'm just saying man it's one of those words like cunt or crack oh, I love cunt. or just crack like, oh yeah i love, oh, I love saying the word crack. crack 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 or just like it's one of those swear words that i feel like could genuine but i feel like we have to change the negative meaning mm-hmm. i actually recently saw this like thing what if we Instagram. changed it from from uh the term faggot from someone that is gay to someone that is a snitch well i mean that person's still gay oh hey oh nah because gay should have some respect put on it you know like if you're gay, no, yeah, gay is, i feel like gay is the proper term though yeah we shouldn't use homosexual we shouldn't use the term gay and like what like saying like oh that's gay exactly but I if feel it. but if the term faggot which we know means a bundle of sticks. If we reclaimed it for people that are snitches and snitches are not cool. Eh? I feel where you're going with that. We've now um, made that term to mean uncool. So Takashi 69 is, is still a faggot. A fag. Yes. Yeah. He's, still, yeah, he's, and he's uncool. Yeah. See, I think within yeah. just a few it's minutes, a, I reclaimed transition. the word faggot. 
I think that's an easy, easy transition. I think we could do that. I'm running with it because yeah. I really enjoy saying that word. It's a fun word to use. It, I, again, I, I don't use it for gay people. Same thing I never nigger. use it. I love nigger too. Like, that's I know. One. I feel bad I for like those white people out there. You can't say nigger. <laughs> I love calling my white friends nigger because like, I can see in their face. They're just like, oh, ooh. It's like, say I'm something. I'm like, don't you say it. Don't you fucking say it. I will kick you in your mouth. It's like, this is what you get. Nigger. <laughs> this is what you get for giving up such a cool word oh man that oh, is but, such a, um, someone, I was, I someone this, in the black community is gonna hate us for this oh yeah somebody's angry at us for this but i saw this thing on uh, instagram the other day where um this chick she well she didn't actually show it but i'm just kind of taking this at a base level she had a 1937 uh bible and in it, she was saying that the word uh, homosexual isn't in there. But what word is in there is another word that uh, translate rough, that translates, I shouldn't say roughly, it translates to pedophile. And it's not so much that God hates homosexuals. Who, who the fuck knows? It was yeah. more of, they're saying it was a term to demean. Or it was more of aimed at pedophiles, not homosexuals. If it's true or not, I don't know. I don't have a 1937 Bible. So I yeah. Can't check it out. I don't have a 1937 Bible to compare it to either, but damn. Yeah. That I would hope is... that's true because I like gay people. They're they're pretty they're pretty cool sometimes. I just don't leave it up to me. Like basically it says in the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm don't judge lest ye be judged so it's like mm. you don't judge people because the same judgment that you put upon those people mm. god's gonna place upon you so yeah it's not, not your job so that's why it's that and that's why i'm saying it's like why am i judging their sin to be worth more than my sin you know when mm -hmm. all sin is supposedly you know it's all the same it's all sin you know so we're all hey we're, we're we all die and we're all in line waiting to get judged walking up mm -hmm. like <laughs> it is what it is you may have took 27 dicks in the ass i may have sh i may have you know smack i said you may have took 27 dicks in the ass oh no i was I, that's disturbing but I, I heard something from outside. I okay, like, yeah. Up? But that like, the way you said that, I was like, don't think that I said that I did. I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> you may have ticked 27 dicks in the ass. It's like, I may have smashed 27 vaginas. Like, when we go up there, like, he's looking at, like, yo, all y'all were fucking before marriage. So, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, you have to kind of, like, that's why I feel like it's so ignorant to carry that type of hate in your heart. Like, you can may not agree with it. Like, hey, I don't agree with stealing. Some people think that, hey, it's better that you're stealing than selling drugs. And it's like, I don't agree with both. Well, fuck. You got to make, yeah, I get yours. Get a job, I agree nigga. with selling drugs because somebody has to give me my blow. I, I'm not really opposed to selling drugs, but I feel like if anything, we need to. Stealing's fine also, especially if like you need. I don't think stealing for greed hey. Hey. is bad, but stealing for survival. I, I I'm looking that. at the camera. If you steal I from can. me, I'm whooping oh, your motherfucking it. ass. Oh, if you steal from me and I have my gun on on me, I am for sure going to try to shoot you. That's exactly what might I'm saying. Accident, might accidentally shoot you in the back. Now, I it, might be so salty that I shoot you in the back. 
Now I'm not. No, no, it's over. the it's the least of crimes. Like now, should you murder someone over killing over stealing? Like probably not. Like yo, if you get caught killing someone because they stole from you, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna feel bad if you're doing time. But like if they beat the shit out of you and stole from you and then you shot them like or something, all right, then I might like okay. If I catch you in my house, I'm shooting your ass. That's where I stand on that. If if we're outside and you steal from me and I'm just gonna try to beat your ass, so like I'm gonna attempt to take my shit back. Oh, I thought about it right now. I just had an epiphany. Cause I was gonna ask you this question, mm-hmm. like, well, what if someone beat your ass and stole your shit, you know? Cause mm. what what about this? Like we we both agree that snitching ain't cool. So if someone beat your ass and stole your shit, you can't go and snitch. But if you go and kill them, you can get charged with murder. But I was going to say, like, what if you could prove that since he beat your ass and he stole your shit and you went back and got your shit back and killed him in the act of retrieval, that murder is then justified. If you can prove that with like body cam footage, like kicking in his door, is like, nigga, you what? You want your chain back or something? And it's like, yeah, nigga, I do want my chain back. And it's like, pop, 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 pop. And then you go and take your chain back. And then you go to the police station. It's like, this nigga beat my ass a few weeks ago. I got it on tape. They go like, nigga, why don't you just buy a new chain? With your petty ass. My grandmama gave me this chain. <laughs> I'm so, trying to think, like, what would it be like, okay, so they steal it from you, so then you run up on them and you steal it back from them. So while you're stealing it back from them, they have to assault you. Once they assault you, then you could say, No, I'm scared for my life, and then you kill them. No, 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 no. It's like it's kind of like uh, in a video game. Once the once the action's been initiated, it only ends when someone's <laughs> either dead or in jail. It's like a wanted thing, you know. It's like it's like the new Grand Theft Auto. There's no getting arrested anymore. Getting busted. It's either getting wasted or wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so think about it. It's like okay, Tim, I go up. And I rob you for your shit. It, the mission started now. Like, I'm in the act of robbery. Now, you can either take that L and keep your chain being gone. You know, we'll give it a time limit of 48 hours, just like a murder. That's all I need. <laughs> but if you don't get your chain back in 48 hours with proof, because remember, you ain't going to call the cops and snitch on me that I robbed your chain. You ain't a bitch. But you got 48 hours to come get it back. So if you can't find me in 48 hours, you don't get shame back. This is but, the most fucked up game of hide and seek I've ever No, nah, this of. is going to be called the new way of life. <laughs> <laughs> but check this. If you find me, because you got a GoPro or a body camera or whatever, you can run up on me and be yes, like, sir. yo, give me my shit back. And I'll be like, nah, nigga, you, know, you can get your shit back, bitch. That, that's me admitting that I took your shit. And then if it's I like, like and then it's just like, so you mean you took my shit the other day? Yeah, I took your shit the other day. <laughs> See, I have like, <laughs> I don't, I, that, that, like right, that's in, a little bit more in my head, that's in, my head in my head my GoPro is like stuck <laughs> to my to my to my gun 
So like, I'm, nah. I'm like, I'm pointing at you like, well, you, you're the motherfucker that took my chain. And then he's nah, like, yeah, put it on your, put on your and forehead. Myself, like, hey, that's him admitting that he took my chain. Why do you got to put the gun on your gun? Why you got to put the GoPro on your gun? Just put it on your forehead. Just be like, like, no, Yo. I want it on my gun. I want it on my gun. I want, I want that. I want that view. Whatever. View. And then if the shootout ensues. And, and let's just say this, you kill me for sure. You get your chain back, you go to court. Look, I, obviously I did this because you stole my chain. We have footage. So, all right, for sure. You're justified your homicide because fuck thieves. But if I pop your ass and then I can just be like, yo, this nigga tripping. He just saw my chain and tried to rob my ass. And then I, I popped him a few times and now he did. Because you know what I'm going to do? destroy the footage and then yeah, now a, hey now i just said it it ends with someone getting busted or someone going to death going to the fucking ground someone dying death. death 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 is the only solution so no because imagine if you would have like shot me but you didn't kill me but i gave up and i was like no take me to jail no nah, homeboy i'm <laughs> killing you <laughs> I'm gonna just edit that out my GoPro footage. Oh, now you're just a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't even killing in the There's name no, of your own shit. You just fucking no giving you up just, in the middle you of just a popping niggas now. Nah, there's no giving up in the middle of a gun. You go like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want. I don't want to get shot no more. Like, nah, motherfucker, you trying to stole my chain. You know, in fucking you Washington, around this bitch. You know, in Washington, they have that whole fight law I've been talking about. Where you can get in a fight in public and the cops will basically be oh, a referee. There's a there's a video I gotta send you. It's of it's a, a a yoked cop and like he goes on going like, oh yeah, motherfuckers want to say that y'all y'all fight who so and so. How about y'all fight me? Y'all want to fight me? If you got beef with me, let's fight. So then he puts that out and it goes viral. And basically, this guy ends up getting hit up by like professional heavyweight fighters. Go like, "Hey, homeboy, how about you fight me in the ring?" And then like he, so then he makes another video, and then he's like, "I don't even know why y'all motherfuckers messaging me, getting in my DM saying that you'll fight me. Most of y'all motherfuckers been fighting for twenty years straight, and y'all weigh like four hundred pounds. I don't have no beef with you." So basically, he just went and switched up his shit real fast after he started getting threats from like professional fighters. Hell yeah! But the, the but the thing is, I kind of I, all right. I'm not saying I fuck with the cop, but I understand where the cops coming from because he's like, yo, I'm talking to the criminals. They're talking like they gangsters. Like y'all are professional fighters. Like what are you talking about? Like y'all have careers. Like y'all ain't in the streets. Like get the fuck out of here. Get out of my DMs. Like I'm trying to talk to people that are like beating their wives and shit and don't pay child support. Like I'm fucking with deadbeat niggas. I ain't trying to fuck with y'all niggas. No, yeah, it was just funny because like he do he doubled back real quick. Like it's like he's still in the same clothes <laughs> as he as he was as the so he got the same day. He's like the smoke was too much. Like his phone oh, yeah, was getting was high. Way, the smoke was way too much. He didn't want none of that. Oh fuck! Getting hit up by people that are like twice Kimbo slices size and whatnot. More fighting experience. Yeah, fuck that. Not trying to get my ass beat. I'm never trying to go down like that. Never. At least, at least I'm not trying to go out like that. Yeah. Um. I don't need no concussions. I've had enough as a child. Mm-hmm. Word. 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 Um. Well, 
this is uh it's getting kind of late here yeah man it's like we're almost we're almost two hours in so i mean i'm down really? to uh yeah. to go ahead and cut it short this is more of a fun episode that was is that cutting it short <laughs> yeah two hours a, yeah i mean for the most part we've been we're doing about, like an hour 15 lately no we've been doing like a nice hour 30 i say too bad but i mean i feel like we 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 cut it short as far as we didn't get into all the topics or some more there's more topics seven more Oh, I had more topics, but at the same time, like we can save this for another episode. Yeah, because I mean, we save those. I I'm done trying to keep up with the Joneses and cover every topic as soon as it drops. Yeah, we're not like, Joe Rogan. We don't need three hour podcasts. Exactly, and you know, I wanted to talk about the Chris D'Elia thing because I kind of feel like also to That's tie that one. up, there needs to be a way to prosecute people for falsely accusing males. Like I understand you want to believe the victim, but once they come out that yo. You were fucking lying. There needs to be a way to like to publicly oust you. Yeah. Just as the same way you try to oust this man. His career is potentially No, it's fucked up. Like he's losing people. I feel like it's very fucked up. He he could never get that back. And it's not and the allegations aren't aren't I'm not gonna say they're not true because he was doing it. But it's not like he was hooking up with underage girls. But these girls, they don't have a career like that where their name could never rise up again. You know, they're they're fucking working at fucking Walmarts and shit where nobody's ever going to know it was them. But this man's career, who has this public image, that, that shit's tarnished now. And that shit sucks. Yeah. But hey, all I'm saying is that you know, give the guy a chance. Let him get his day in court. If he turns mm. out to be a piece of shit, let him be a piece of shit. Until then, I've seen nothing illegal. Just something that, you know, to me is still creepy. Yes, what definitely. Was, I agree with that. What was the name of that old song? Nature of the Threat. <clears throat> you know, we'll just say that for next time. Yeah, we say that for next time. I'll, 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 we could dive into that story and more information about mud flow, nephilim, and all that shit uh, next time. Because I actually do have some research notes that I like to bring up about it. Interesting shit. Very interesting shit. But uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's a that's a wrap. Wrap it up. Do you have that song? Do you have the wrap it up song? No, I don't. But that's something I'm down to get. I'm down. That, yeah, we can use that for the future. All right, we're gonna. All right, I'm gonna go with that Alfredo something to rap about featuring Tyler the Creator. See you guys Alfredo. next time. Peace. Peace. Like it.
trying to live in 93 and see the old me. When I touch that crack, I let them crackers take control of me. Sir, the peace Caprice ain't got no heat, man, it was cold, G. Record labels down me, 40,000 on my first advance. Fucked up on my taxes, IRS gave me your payment plans. Crying fucking pays, but once you paid, you gotta pay the man. Straight survival, right hand on the Bible, I won't take the stand. Yeah. VL niggas trap it out. Lord, let me hit this hoe, so I have something to rap about. Been through shit with hoes that I look back and I can laugh about. This shit wasn't no jokes in that cage, this shit was dragging out. Diego tripping cause I'm sitting, ain't no package out. He robbed a plug, kicked in the door and cleaned the mattress out. Right back in the trap, these niggas bringing out the old me. I'm trying to live the 93 to see the old me. Shit, it doesn't do any good what you do. Parents, civilized 